Welcome to Let's Do Lunch, a podcast about life, tech, trends, podcasts, and whatever else comes up. I'm Jared. And I'm John. And you are the listener. The chosen few, the proud, the bold. Those who sift through a few NC-17 ratings to discover this, the finest jewel of discourse. Those who don't really mind those sloppy eating sounds. Who dare to join two average white nerds in a lunch conversation. For the next hour, you're one of us. Like, metaphorically, right? I'm still John? Not now, John. Save the banter for the lunch. Today on Let's Do Lunch. Not proven to be a pedophile yet. Strapping the egg was a strange <laughs> choice there. Mamby Pamby, gotta have my inhaler everywhere sure. I go, dorks like you. Sure, right. You've had scurvy? <laughs> or you've, you've, oh, you've had sexual fantasies about manatees? <laughs> I've done it all. Manatees and novelty teas. Well, welcome to Let's Do Lunch. Here we are at Mimi's. Mimi's Cafe. I gotta say, when I first walked into this place, I was taken back by the uh, ambiance. Oh, yeah. No, this place has been... This has been, like, the the shining jewel of Mesa for as long as I've known. Really? I've never heard of it before. You've never been to a Mimi's? These are... There's there's one... Oh, there's a chain? Yeah. There are several Mimi's all throughout the greater Phoenix area. I suppose it's a... uh, Is it a local chain, then? I do know. They don't have a... Uh, why don't they have a story? Mimi's first started in the 18th century. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. No, they have good muffins. They got a, a Louisiana feel, so I suppose they might have started around there. Maybe they just have a uh, pension for the classics. Um, but it's fancy. If you go to the restroom, they have a, a, the, the little wash bins. Those are like gold. Oh. I mean, it's brass, but it looks like gold. Okay. I'll have to pick that out, too. Um, you know, you sound a little um, rough this uh, morning. Allergies. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, you sound... Uh, maybe gruff is the word I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. No, it, it was from all of that screaming from the concert. No, they... That uh, was like three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the allergies are uh, really bad right now. The pollen for the past uh, for the past three days has been up at the, uh, I don't know what 10 is, but the, the highest scale goes to 12, and it's been 10 for the past two days. Tomorrow it's gonna be 11 for the next three days. See, I've so, never paid attention to any of those indexes things, because yeah. I'm not one of those mamby-pamby, gotta have my inhaler everywhere sure. I go, dorks like you. Sure, right, yeah. but before I knew that I had allergies, I was just like, oh yeah, I got a tiny cold, but I'm, I'm here anyway, fighting it off because my immune system is so great that it's only affected my voice. And then I went and got <laughs> tested and learned that there's these tiny balls of fluff in the sky that, that poison me. And so, so now I gotta deal with that. You've been suffering with this your whole life with no indication of what was going on. I just thought I was awesome. And then I took a test and found out that I'm not. I could have told you that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not fair. No, I suppose not. But yet, here you are. So I apologize to the listener that I don't have as much inflection in my voice, which, I mean, it already didn't have much. So now I've got even less. Maybe I'll auto-tune your voice. (laughs) That would be awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, I actually don't know how to do that. I haven't really... Yeah. That's another another, uh, project for another day. This is a very svelte menu. Yeah. I'm looking for more... Just more. (laughs) I don't know if we're doing menu haiku today. This menu has It's pretty basic. It doesn't really have... Yeah. I don't know. I could try the chicken and waffles. I want something a little more heavy. Or maybe the eggs Benedict. Are those any good here? Oh, I couldn't tell you. 
You can tell me I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Are you supposed to eat the waffles together and the chicken together in one bite? You mean like as a sandwich? Well, not like as a sandwich, just more as like a stack. No, it's a back and forth kind of thing. It's a back and forth kind of yeah. thing. I'm going to ask the waitress. Is that not the proper term anymore? Server? I don't know. I, I'm sure that you can call her whatever you want. However, I learned because I got here so early, the other waitresses congratulated our waitress. It was her birthday Sunday. So you are not picking up the, t- the tip. <laughs> hey, her birthday was like four days ago. Uh-huh. It is a distant memory uh-huh. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but she's still partying. Come on. She, where was she on my birthday? I didn't get a tip from her. Yeah. Just saying. No parents tip me in my job. I think that was Second uh, Corinthians is only give to the waitress what she doth give to you. Yes. Yeah. See, you do know scripture very well. That's, that's pretty good. It was actually First Corinthians, though. All or, those, all those, well, they use the Roman numerals, so how are you supposed or, to tell? How did, how did Trump say it? One Corinthian? Uh-huh. Instead of first? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, no, I would, oh man, do not open that can. Yeah, that's a big old can of worms just, just right on the tip of your brain. <laughs> all right, I'll ask our, uh, whatever you call her these days, about the chicken and waffle protocol. All right. Uh, I'll have the chicken and waffles. I gotta ask though, what's the protocol here? Do you eat the chicken and the waffles in a single bite, like a piece and piece, or is it like back and forth every other? How's the protocol work? It comes um, on top, so a lot of people eat it at the same time. Okay. Dip it on the syrup, but a lot of people ask me for ranch and, bu- and like buffalo sauce or chocolate. Do they eat the chicken oh. on the side? It depends. Wow. I want you have so. to try it together. So the, I have to the try both. <laughs> but you're, okay. Different. So they are supposed to go together. Mm-hmm. See? Okay. Yes. So yeah, I'd like to, but I'd also like to get some of that dipping sauce you were talking yeah. about. What's, yeah, what's, what's, sauce? yeah, that sounds good. Let's go that route. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm just going to do the, the pancakes and a side of eggs and bacon. All right. Thank you. So this, this meal I'm about to partake of is going to be probably the largest meal I've had since we met last time. Are you still soilenting? I am not just soylenting. I I am changing even when I do eat my diet uh-huh. quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I since since the beginning of this year, so we're talking less than three months. I've lost twenty five pounds. Hey. Yeah. I don't look any different. No, you do. I, do you think I look yeah. thinner? I don't know. Well, you know, I got the. Remember, you you mentioned that that for some reason when you lose weight, people notice that you get a haircut. Yeah. My mom, just the other day, <laughs> I hadn't cut my hair in more than a month, and she sees me almost every day. Yeah. And she looked at me and goes, oh, you got a haircut. It looks nice. I tells you. And I'm like, that's it. People don't know how to wrap their heads around it. That's how I know I've lost some weight. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, um, I, uh, I Googled Soylent once in order to kind of like get some information to talk to, to, talk to my wife about it, because I'm, I'm slightly interested, but she made some good p- counterpoints that it's kind of... It seems kind of an artificial step, you know? The real way to lose weight is to change your lifestyle. Well, it, but Soylent and, isn't marketed okay. as a weight loss program. Right. No, I, I understand it. Yeah. I, I just am not going to be uh, going down that road. But I Googled it once, and it is still in my Facebook feed. So I have some advice for the listener is don't Google Soylent. Just don't. You know what's weird is I... I mean, I'm subscribed to a Soylent thing now, right? You know, I get a box every uh-huh. month. And, and I don't have anything popping up on my computer. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe I just need to fully immerse myself because I just dabbled. They're like, well, clearly you want to learn more. Yeah. 
Well, I still think you should give it a go. I, but, you know, it, it can be used partially as a weight loss sub, supplement. I do, but mm -hmm. I also just use it because I think, you know, if I'm going to eat something right now, it's yeah. going to be unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go over on calories. Yeah. Just drink a Soylent instead. It'll satiate my hunger. Yeah. And it'll give me the nutrients I need. It'll give me a, a, enough calories to get by, but less that I don't gain weight. You know, it's been great. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a decent plan, but uh, I've just been, like, I've been latching on to the feeling of hunger and thinking of that as the progress, you know? I, and you know what? I have been getting used to the feeling of yeah. hunger. I have been hungry almost nonstop in the last month and a half. But it feels, it, it reminds you that you're making progress, to me, is what I've, what I've associated it with. But, but Soylent is still not filling me like food so I mean I'm not losing hunger entirely if I go like if, if I really want to make sure I do nothing but soylent I'll do a four bottle day and that that's 1600 calories which mm -hmm. is still under the 2000 yeah you know it's still pretty good but if I if I do that I'm not super hungry but I'm certainly not feeling full but what I'm doing mostly is I'm just eating you know sometimes a breakfast sometimes not a lunch, it's usually pretty mild, and a pretty mild dinner, too. And I, I won't eat anything after 6. When it hits 6, I'm done. So you're still doing period. the time fasting thing. I'm doing that on top of it. And I'm even doing weekly fasting for 24 hours every Sunday. Like So I, I stop Whoa. Saturday at 6 o'clock, right? Yeah. I don't eat anything again until Sunday dinner at about 5 the next day. All right. That's not... It's... I, I don't want you to go too far too fast and like end, I up, know, right? end up passing out. And you know, I'm not feeling Get weak. on an IV drip. I'm not feeling shakes. You know, if I feel really like I need to, I'll eat yeah. something. But I've never had to during those, after 6 p.m. and before 8 a.m. in the morning. And on Sundays, I've gone the whole day without. I've, I've never felt weak, shaky, malnourished and, and I think that the soylent helps in that regard because if you just reduce what you eat you also yeah. reduce the nutrients you get yeah whereas soylent is mostly just all the nutrients you need in a bottle yeah so it helps me eat less and still get all the nutrients I need and I think that's one of the reasons why I'm able to do this so yeah free plug for soylent yeah. I guess I hope they give me a free case for this because oh, you've got you've got a five percent discount coming at, at least more, 50%. I should get free cases and I can That's advertise for them. No, they don't need me. No. Now, if I actually get to the point where I lose like 100 pounds, then maybe they'll, they'll hear about me and pick me up as a you'll, you'll be one of the photos where they, they do the little, you know, This guy collage. lost weight too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's the whole Jared from Subway guy. Uh huh. He might have ruined the whole Jared sponsorship for foods thing for everybody. So <laughs> Hi, I'm Jared from Soylent, and then down at the bottom, not a pedophile. <laughs> not Jared from Subway. No relation. Not proven to be a pedophile yet. No, I probably shouldn't go that far. Okay, yeah. yeah no, just Drop, dropping the egg was a strange choice there. I know we're, we're talking about taking small risks, but that might have been a bit too much of a risk. Well, because you can't prove someone isn't one. You can just say, we have no proof that they are one yet. Sure. Right? Sure. So more legally binding, I'm okay. saying. Okay. You know, I'm just crossing all those bases. No, it's, it's not vital to stay legal all the time. Oh, okay. Sometimes a little leeway is good. Yeah. yeah okay. I guess, I guess if there was a case where that person ended up being a pedophile, they have bigger legal issues than whether or not their disclaimer held up in uh -huh. a commercial. So uh -huh. 
I can see your point in hindsight. <laughs> you know, um, losing weight has also helped me with my running. So I, that was something else that I was going to ask: is are you still uh, are you still doing it? Well, I, I I took a week and a half off of running entirely, not sure. intentional, but we had the spring break, which is why things got pushed back because kids were out of school. I was with yeah. them all the time. My wife had her spring break, um, and it didn't coincide with mine. So it was hers a week, and then mine the following week with the kids the following week, and things just got a little nuts. And we went out of town for a bit. Yeah, we went so to the Renaissance Festival. We went to the Renaissance Festival. That's out of town. It is. It's a long drive, and it's like a parking lot the whole way there, practically. The Renaissance Festival is just ridiculously crowded. And yeah. you know, you know, I had extra tickets for you, and you you politely uh-huh. turned them down because I don't have weekends off. Which I no, last I get. Year. And, yeah, and they're only on weekends this year. They they didn't do the spring break during the week, which I think they've done in the past, right? <sighs> Maybe once or twice. Or was it was it the last year you had a last weekend? Year I had weekends. Yeah. Oh, that's why. Okay. And I, so I had another friend that I offered tickets to. And he politely declined as well because he said, quote, it's too expensive. And I'm like, well, you know I'm giving you these tickets for free, right? Yeah, but you can't... once you're in, it's too expensive. Yeah. It's like going to a ball game, you know? You, if you get the tickets, you still have to buy the food. I didn't spend any money. I brought my own food. We ate before we went. We had pockets full of goodies and snacks. We ate a little bit when we were watching the jousting or whatnot. I mean, doesn't it cost $2 to, like, go see the, the fake unicorn? I don't know, but they had a mermaid this year. Did you okay. see a mermaid last year? No. I don't remember there being one. They had a mermaid. It was actually a girl in a water tank. It wasn't just like some lady sitting there on a rock uh-huh. like they do at Disneyland. There was a full-on mermaid swimming in a big, giant tank. It was really cool looking. It was impressive. And it was free. It was cool. I remember hearing that mermaids were uh, because of horny sailors looking at manatees. And that's how mermaids came about. You know, I would not be surprised. You know, that and the scurvy, people just get really weird on ships. Yeah. Well, so. I've been there. You've had scurvy? <laughs> or you've, you've, oh, you've had sexual fantasies about manatees? <laughs> I've done it all. Manatees and novelty teas. Yeah. Um, something's going on with my screen. Are these magnetized? These are magnetized. The silverware is magnetized here. Not all of it, just yours. Is it just my knife? My what? someone magnetized my knife. You have a magnetically charged knife. And you have the same knife, but no one magnetized it. Yeah, mine is just a regular old. How do you magnet? What material is that thing made out of? Lead? I guess. <laughs> no, you can you can magnetize most metals. You just have to sit there for a long time with a magnet and stroke it. So somebody was bored at, at this restaurant and decided Did to just stroke their knife. <laughs> this is a family show. With a magnet. <laughs> I can't imagine that someone intentionally spent time going out of their way magnetizing a knife at Mimi's Cafe. This, this is a restaurant. People get bored. I'm a little bored. Yeah. Okay, no, I shouldn't say that. This is our show. <laughs> Look at this. This is awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. So I got my buffalo sauce, my chicken, my waffles, my syrup. Thank you. As I was recommended to, I will take the first bite of chicken with waffles. Mm-hmm. And she said they usually dunk it. They cut them off together, and then they dunk it in the wa- in the syrup before they put it in their mouth. So I will follow all those instructions with glee. 
It must be strange to be a waitress and like watch people eat and like learn how they eat and then recommend other people this is how other people eat. Are you checking to see how long it takes you to eat? No, I got a text message. All right. Yikes. It's an unrelated thing, but something I didn't want to see. Do we need to take a pause or something like that? No, no, I found that important. Okay. It's just a I was worried you just learned that you had cancer or something. It's, like, it's more what like... A, what a showman. The, show's, more, the show must go on. It's a kind of text that's like, oh, that's going to be a nuisance later, but that's tomorrow Jared's problem. You, you won't even meet tomorrow Jared, because it'll always be tomorrow. No, if I go to Guam, I am tomorrow Jared. Oh, well, tricky. When I was living in Guam, people, I like to have fun. The fact that I was always living a day ahead of everybody. Uh-huh. So I tell people, hey, if you want to know what tomorrow's going to be like, just ask me, because I'm already here. It was fun. I gotta say, I like the chicken. Mm-hmm. I like the waffles. But I think I like them better separate. All right. Well, you go down with your bad self. Is that the phrase? Yeah. Yeah. You go down with your bad self. It's like a. Uh, it's like a. It's like a fetish thing. I suppose your white nerdiness just made that phrase not work. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'd all do that sometimes when I, you know, because I teach high school kids, right? Uh huh. They respect an adult that knows they're not that cool, but have fun anyway. But when you do, actually, do they? yeah, or well, do they just kind of like go with it? No, they do. But when they, when you're an adult who tries to be cool and fit in, that's when they don't get it. You know, that's when they don't respect that. But I purposely have fun with stuff like that. You know, I'll be like, "Oh, you go, girl," or something. And I, I'm doing it knowingly. I'm not doing it right. Like I'm trying to have fun, and they, yeah. they respect that and they dig it. You can be a fool if you can justify it. Yeah. Yeah, it's all on how you're the fool. If, I think it's, if you know you're being the fool, it's okay. In real life. In TV, it's better when the character doesn't know he's a fool. Sure, sure. But it's also a dangerous uh, road because people are fools, and then they can try and justify it, and then other people are okay with that person being a fool. Well, you went kind of meta there. I'm not sure if I'm following you. (laughs) So, somebody that doesn't know that, like, water turns into ice. It does? You know? And when they finally learn it, they're like, oh, yeah, I knew that the whole time. And if they can sell it, then other people are okay with that person that didn't know that water turns into ice instead of saying, listen, your entire world is flawed. Let's fix this together. Well, I've got to I've got to say something about my wife here that might get me in the doghouse if she were to listen. She doesn't listen though. She just found out this last week that the sun is a star and the stars are just other suns. Okay. She thought they were all unique like they were different. You, have, you haven't put her into like you haven't had her watch Cosmos? No. Carl Sagan? Come on. But she graduated an American college university here. She's getting a master's. She's an MBA, practically. She missed one question. Let off her. Because she said something like, aim, aim for the stars, and then you can still land on... Aim for the sun, and then if you miss it, you can always land on the stars. And I'm like, that's a weird phrase. Also, the sun is much closer than the stars. So if you aim for the sun and you don't reach it... You'd be lucky to land on the moon, but you're not getting to a star. You married a flat earther and didn't know. (laughs) Right? I might have. (laughs) Hey, this is John. 
That was just the appetizer. You want a full course meal? Keep listening. Let's Do Lunch is sponsored by Boating Tech. Boating Tech is Arizona's leading smart home provider. You don't need to take out a loan to make your home smart. With packages starting as low as only $250, Boating Tech can start you on the path to simplified smart home living. Boating Tech, smart homes at smart prices. Visit us at bodinellc.com. B-O-D-I-N-E-L-L-C dot com. I, I, I don't want to get into politics, but there was one person who was yelling at Stormy Dan- Daniels on Twitter. One person. There were many, but there was uh-huh. one particular tweet that she quoted where they said, you don't even have what it takes to be, you know, Trump wouldn't even like you when he can go home to Ivanka every night. She laughed at that one a lot. How do you know she laughed? LOL. She posted it. Mm. Said some of these just keep me laughing for weeks. I do have to give her one bit of credit. Great porno name. Don't you think? Or, if that doesn't work out, she can always be a meteorologist. It's also good for that. Yeah. Late Show made a joke about that. Who? Colbert made a joke about that. Oh, did he? Yeah. He's like, something about Trump had sex with a meteorologist? I don't know. Well, since I hadn't heard that joke or known of it, I still get credit for the original. Yeah. Original content, sure. I really, um, I liked Colbert when he had the Colbert Report. It was a great show. Oh, it was amazing. And also, uh, This Week in God. You're doing great. Yeah, it's very good. Thank you. This Week in God, when he was uh, the, in, on The Daily Show. Mm. Do you remember This Week in God? I don't. Oh, I remember him amazing. on The Daily Show. Amazing. He had, he had uh, a little... Uh, stand with a little button and his job was to teach the daily show about what happened in the world of religion and so he'd hit the button the little godalizer and then it would show something in the background cool and he'd talk about that you know he's really funny but i don't know his new show it just doesn't do it for me i like um i like him i like that he's giving me what i want and i'll leave it at that and also, um, he, uh, he had Tom Brady on a oh, couple, yeah? a couple of days ago. How'd that go? Tom Brady, uh, once said on a radio show that he's never had a strawberry. Yes, I've heard about this. So, Stephen Colbert got him to eat a strawberry. Oh, that was Stephen Colbert that did that? On, on national TV. And I didn't see the footage, but I heard Tom Brady was on, wait, wait, don't tell me, the NPR news quiz show. Uh-huh. I was listening to that, and um, and he talked about the strawberry, uh-huh. eating that, and he, he said, yeah, it was the first time in his life he'd ever had a strawberry. It'll also be the last. <laughs> yeah, he said he, says, he didn't enjoy he it. He can't believe he did it. He said it tasted, he, he used an explicitive to describe how it tasted. That's, a strawberry. Yeah. That guy is so messed up in so many ways. <laughs> I think just by that alone, you can kind of discount him as whether or not he's a human. But yeah. also, you know, add on to the fact that he's 40 and still playing in Super Bowls, there's no way that he's human. Right? And that he can magically deflate footballs with his mind. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's, uh, that's lizard man territory. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, it's one thing to not like strawberries. It's another thing to have actively avoided eating it your whole life, and then the one time you do, you think it's so bad that you just lose your mind and, like, cuss like a sailor. Is that a true thing, by the way? Oh yeah, cussing like a sailor. I mean, not not all of them. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pigeonhole all nautical 
people into into one group of, of swearers. But yeah, there's there's a lot of people that swear in uh, uh, creative and amazing ways. <laughs> That's quite a, a nice description. So I wonder then, if mermaids' only contact with us would be sailors, does that mean the only words they know are cuss words? Yes. Oh. So mermaids, not safe for kids. No, absolutely not. Language. You know, Disney did did a great job of kind of neutering that that aspect of Ariel. Mm. Yeah. Well, they did have they did have one of the towers shaped um, like a phallus. So they say. I've never seen it. Oh yeah. I mean. Don't all sea anemones kind of look like phalluses, though? It wasn't a sea anemone. It was, like, it was, a, it was a mermaid made structure. It wasn't a naturally occurring structure in their, their kingdom. And it does look phallus y, I guess. But I don't think it was intentional. I don't think it was some animator trying to have fun. I think it was just kind of designing shapes and something that would look, you know, like it could be an underwater creation. Uh-huh. I remember going. I remember going back thirty years into the fake news genre. There was this huge uproar. <laughs> I'm gonna love that joke later. Oh, uh, you're getting into Lion King, aren't the you? The Lion King, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. About that um, pun nailed it for me. When, <laughs> when he slumped down onto the the thing, apparently the letters spelled out sex, and yeah, the, like the uh, news, the news Colin. paused it right on there and said, "Oh, there it is." And I'm like, "Where?" That doesn't even... You guys are crazy. It was a little... Yeah. A little bit of a stretch. But there is some truth. <laughs> Uproar. <laughs> Sorry. I know, right? There is some truth to some of those Disney things. Have you seen the one in The Rescuers? Nope. Okay, in The Rescuers, there's a scene where they're riding on the back of a bird. These mouse, mice, mices, mooses, moosen. No, mooses is a larger animal. Oh, well. I don't know plural for mouse. Anyway, they're going down flying against a building in a city. And so they have all these empty windows in an apartment complex. And if you frame by frame, there is a frame where in one of the windows is a topless woman clearly seen. And it's a photograph of a topless woman, not a sketchy drawing that you go, is that really there? Uh No, you frame by frame that bad boy, and it is absolutely definitely really there. Uh And it was a joke put in by the animators intentionally. So there is some truth to some of those Disney things. It's kind of like Fight Club. The first rule about Disney things is you don't talk about Disney things? No. One of Tyler Durden's uh, first jobs was oh, as a film yeah. splicer. He would splice in nude things for one frame and people uh-huh. go, did I see that or did I not see that? Yeah. Yeah. Which reminds me of uh, one of my inventions that I'd come up with while I was dealing is uh, subliminal advertising on uh, an intercom. What you do is you ask the intercom lady to like page for, you know, Harry Potter or something like that, or the name of your business. Um, and if she not doesn't do it for Bodine Tech, yeah. not paging for Bodine Tech. Yeah. And if she doesn't do it automatically, you know, slip her a $20 bill or something like that. She could say like, you know, a truck is uh, double parked, but it's also a very nice looking truck. <laughs> the new Ford X1T, beautiful looking vehicle, is <laughs> not parked illegally. Yeah. It would be a shame to tow such a wonderful thing because it has its own towing capacity of its own. It could probably tow four other cars. See how that works? Yeah. 
Well, one thing that bugs me is how much advertising they sneak into shows these days. Mm-hmm. I don't mind subtle product placement, mm-hmm. but so much of it now is just a slap in the face placement. Yeah. And I can't stand that. There was one great one, great uh, slip in of advertising on Home Alone. After uh, after they had done after Kevin had you know not gotten the plain cheese pizza, they um, then talked about the uh, the kid who would wet the bed and that he has to bunk with him and they panned to him and he was drinking a Pepsi with like the label right there for the camera. Oh yeah! It was like straight up. Take a look at this Pepsi. That was the weirdest advertising I'd ever seen, but it was great. The worst one I saw it was just forced campy and really bad was in the show Bones. You ever see that show, Bones? Nope. <laughs> it's where David Boreanaz yeah, is. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with it. Okay. Never seen an episode. So they're going somewhere in a brand new car. Didn't, didn't even like him in Angel. Oh, I loved him in Angel. I don't like him in Bones, but that's a whole other story. So he, they're going somewhere in a brand new car. It's a fancy, it's fancy sports SUV type of vehicle. You know, it's a business car, right? And they pull up to a spot and it's too tight to parallel park. And they're like, well, I guess we better try and find somewhere else. And the other guy driving the car says, oh, no, watch this. And he pushes a button, and the automation thing comes in and does the auto park. And he's like, wow, that's cool. I hope this car can't solve crimes, too, because then I'd be out of the business. And I'm just like, wow. Uh-huh. That was the worst product placement. It was forced. It was campy. But you're also watching Bones, which is forced and campy. Touche. <laughs> Well, that's one of the reasons I stopped watching the show. It became so obnoxious, those kind of things. And they did that a few times. There was another show called Suburbia. Have you ever seen that one? No. It was a fun little two, three season show about some girl and her single father. They move into suburbia from the big city, and they have to adjust to life in that weird suburbia lifestyle. Anyway, there's there's a whole episode where the entire episode was an advertisement for the Microsoft Surface. The entire episode was one advertisement. They got big money. She she has the Surface. It's a Surface RT, which don't get me started on that product. But anyway, and she's like, well, I don't have any friends, but I have my, my, my Surface here, and I love it. And I can shut myself off from the world and play with this. And the whole episode is about how she shuts herself off from the world to play with her Surface all day. That's uh-huh. the episode. That's the premise. Like uh-huh. the whole stinking episode. Uh-huh. And it goes back to that thing like four times. Yeah. And I'm well, like, ugh. With geez. the invention of DVR, people are watching fewer commercials, and commercials need to sneak into our shows now. I, I, I get that. But they have to be so obnoxious about it. Well, they, they've done a few cheesy side like, tie-ins on like Cougar Town and, um, and Community. With yeah, if it's, if it's a comedy, I think you can get away with being more direct. Yeah. Like the, the KFC... Uh, the KFC astronaut van or whatever it was on Community. Oh yeah, or or the um, the Wayne's World. Remember the movie Wayne's World? Uh huh. They talk about product placement. It's yeah. like no, I will not bow down to any company sponsoring. It holds up like a, a slice of pizza, pizza and smiles to the camera. Yeah. You remember the Dana Carvey show? I talked to you about it a little bit. Yep. I think yeah. They they used to do that. You know, they were talking about how like sports stadiums would always sell their soul out to the highest bidder. You know the the Frito Lay Bowl or the okay. Nacho Cheese Arena, whatever crap they call it. Yeah. 
so the Dana Carvey show every week had a different sponsor and they would call it the like the first episode was called The Taco Bell Presents The Dana Carvey Show that was the actual name like in TV Guide and everything then the next week it was the I don't know who it was like Dunkin Donuts sponsors or presents The Dana Carvey Show and every week they did that okay. and they had like a little song routine about the, the thing and sometimes they would make fun of their sponsor and it sure. kind of had a negative effect. The sponsors were jumping ship. People thought that the reason why was because every week the show was doing so poorly that the sponsors were actually quitting, even though it was always meant to be a different product every episode. But nonetheless, those guys were not coming back either. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, there's a lot of people that are willing to uh, pay money in order to get their name on things. That's true. I mean, you know how much this podcast costs Bodine Tech? Man, I... I don't know if I could uh, I could put a number on it. And now a message from our sponsor. <coughs> so, uh... Oh. Yeah, we're still calling. Okay. Is it a bus? Sure, it does. Is it a bus? And we're back. <laughs> That was a long break, but yeah, it was worth it. Oh, man. So St. Patrick's Day is the worst, right? You know, to me, it's really not a holiday. I don't mean that in a racially insensitive way. I mean, it's not really a day I go out. I don't drink. It's uh-huh. not a day I really celebrate. I did wear green. Yeah. And that's about as far as my involvement went. People do drink, and then they go to the casino, and then they're drunk at the casino. Well, then that good for you? There's a level. Think of it as like a uh, an asymptotic graph. There's a point of diminishing returns. Where there's a limit, mm-hmm. and once you get to that limit, it's over. And St. Patrick's Day tips that scale more often than not. Um, one of the... Yes. Almost all of the time, people are very drunk, very loud. Um, another problem is my features are kind of, you know, northern Germanic. And apparently under the casino lighting... People say that I have red hair mm. all the time. No, you're a redhead. No, I'm not. No, you're not. I thank you for agreeing with me, but like one out of every ten will, will say something like, well, you know, with us gingers, we have to stick together. Maybe that's so, why you're not getting as many tips as your other coworkers. Yeah, that, that's probably. You should dye your hair. Because if I thought you were a ginger, I wouldn't give you a dime. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll go green. There you go. Well, you know, I am actually a ginger. I'm just a real subtle ginger. I've noticed. Yeah. It's, well, not, it's not very subtle. Like when I had my beard, uh-huh. it was very red. Yeah. But my hair is more brownish than it's, red. It's kind of brown, but m- people that are red-headed are going to say, oh, you've got red hair. Mm-hmm. I'm part of the tribe. Yeah. So being a, quote, red hair with a semi, you know, Icelandic look... People are like, oh, so you're Irish too. Let's celebrate together. I'm going to drink a beer for you. I'm like, no, no, sir. You've, you've definitely had really enough had beers. Enough. Well, does that increase your tips on St. Patrick's Day? No. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, you, you must be lucky because you're Irish. Not Irish. Are you Conan O'Brien's kid? No, I'm not. Although I wouldn't mind it. That would be kind of fun. It'd be much easier last name to spell. <laughs> yeah. That's a part of the reason that I've left my name out of this podcast, is so you don't you just don't have to type it. 
Well, that is a that is a tender mercy, I have to admit. Because <laughs> oh my gosh, I swear your name was probably something else when your family came across Ellis Island. Like and, twice as long. And when they were putting it into the system, they sneezed while typing. Okay. And and like ah, oh, forget it, just move on. Yeah. And that's how you got your last name. Or like they started to spell it out. And then when they got halfway, they're like, what do you mean there's more? No, that's it. You're done. <laughs> Next. But there's more. Next, I said. Next time, buy a vowel, kid. Um, I listened to a little bit of your other podcast. Oh, did you? Your, uh, your other hussy. Yes, I'm, I'm two-timing you. I hope uh-huh. you don't mind. Um, I, I caught the kids one where your co-host hadn't heard Amendment to Be. And what is that all about? Well, see, I bring in the Simpsons and that kind of thing into our my, my partnership over there. Uh huh. I know, right? I can't believe he hadn't heard it either. Amendment to be like that's that's where that's practically where I learned about Schoolhouse Rocks was from Amendment to Be. I think that was me too. Yeah. <laughs> Best parody ever. Yeah. Let's see. One of our better episodes, the Them Giants episodes. We did a two-parter on that one. That was really good. You should check out those. Oh, right. speaking of the Mimic of Giants, you, uh, you messaged me the other day, because I'd, I'd sent you that list of songs that you should like or know, uh-huh. um, and you didn't listen to them. Sure. And then you did start listening to them again, I, I assume, and you, you thanked me for reminding you yeah. how much you enjoyed yeah, the Yeah, we, we went out to a concert, it was a good time. Um, afterwards, I uh, remembered, you know, all of the Flood songs, and... Like, I, I like them, but then I understand why they don't have as much of a following. Not a broad appeal. As they do. Because, yeah, it's... it's the, the lyrics are complicated, but they don't really tell a common story. Something no. that everybody can kind of get behind. Well, and I, think, I, think that's, yeah. I think that's the problem with They Might Be Giants. It, it is a neat niche <clears throat> that they're in, but it doesn't appeal to everyone. Yeah, I mean, I had liked the fact that the songs aren't all about relationships. I mean, you listen to the radio, 90% of the songs, whether it's a pop song, a love song, they're all really about relationships. I love you, I like you, we broke up, we're back together, I'm in love, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed because I'm not in love. Relationships with drugs. <clears throat> they're all relationships. Kinds of relationships, yeah. but Them Vagians, their songs are about things like like Blue Canary Night Lights. Uh-huh. Or uh, Last Wave. Every Yeah, I mean, I found out that, that I read this when I was reading a review... That um, their song, um, The Mesopotamians, do you know okay. that one? It's, yeah, they played it at the show. Yeah. They said in an interview that it actually is about the Gulf War. Or not maybe the Gulf War, the war in Iraq, I think. Okay. Afghanistan. But one of those Middle East conflicts that we had post 9 11. So not Gulf War. But, you know, it was about that, which is weird because the story doesn't sound to be anything like that at all yeah. when you listen to it. But you don't have to know what their songs are about to enjoy them. They're quirky, fun songs. And yeah. they, each song, they're kind of like earworms. Is that the phrase? That is the phrase. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I like about the Amber Giants. And, and my experience is, as I listen to their songs, I progressively like the song more with, with each listen. Uh-huh. Whereas with pop songs, you you second time you hear it is when you kind of really start to like it. And then you start going down. And yeah. then... I, if I hear Desposito one more time, I will probably 
rip my ears off mm-hmm. my head or, and uh, shove them into the canals. Or how about Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Yeah. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. One more. There you go. So, yeah. It, uh, so, so, you know, that's what been, then the Giants has that, that thing is their songs just get progressively better with each additional listen. Yeah. And they're not about the same old thing about relationships and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So... I wish they would be more popular, but at the same time, it's kind of fun being part of a little cool, subculture. Cool yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a unique subculture. So I, uh, I wrote down a couple of things about this show uh, in the middle of it. Um, the first, in the middle of the show? Yeah. You were taking notes during the show? Absolutely. I didn't want to forget. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Okay. No, um, they brought coffee. They came out. The first thing that they had, they all had coffee mugs, which was a little strange. They're known for that. Yeah, normally they bring, like, other other bands will bring, like, a water bottle because they're going to be performing and they need something to drink. Or tequila. But they all had coffee. Yes. That was, that was different. I was not expecting... And I don't even think it was like herbal teas. I think no, it was. No, it was coffee. Yeah. Lanelle, especially, is known as uh, being a coffee driven individual. And all their shows are caffeine fueled uh-huh. very clearly. Like, they, they've made no bones about it. They're, they're, they run on Dunkin's, but not the donut part, the coffee part. Yeah. So, yeah, they're. Uh, that would be a fun, like, uh, a fun uh, uh, together. Uh, uh, Collaboration. You, you don't know about it then, do you? Th- do they work with Dunkin' Donuts? For two years, they did a series of Dunkin' Donuts commercials. Nice. A series of them. They're awesome. And yes, I have them all on my computer. <laughs> I will have to share some with you. Some of them are very amusing. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds good. Yeah, they're not actually seen in any of the commercials, but oh, they sure. do all the songs. They sing. And some of them are very catchy for a little commercial. And yeah. I'm thinking, how are they not more popular? Dunkin' Donuts commercials, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse theme songs, um, and, and a lot of songs in there. Malcolm in the Middle theme, although they won a Grammy for that song, so that's I, fair. I think their slow burn, uh, most people don't have the patience for that, mm-hmm. to, to get to that end. That is a very good point. Um, at, at the, at the uh, within the first five minutes, John, uh, the keyboardist John. Linnell. Linnell. Uh, looked pissed. Like, he was rolling his eyes and, like, staring at the other John with, like, this fierceness of, what are you I doing? didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Like, right away, I thought that they were going to have a fight in the middle of that show. But then I realized that's just his mannerisms. That's was, just the way that okay. he kind of looks. Yeah, I was going to say, that's just him. I didn't see that. Okay. I, I thought that he was upset. And then I felt that he was looking at me a couple of times. I felt that times. a couple times, too. And, like, uh... My, my friend that I brought along, Juan, who was probably the only Native American at that show. A safe assumption. Yeah. Um, felt that he was being stared at, too. And I thought, like, maybe security's going to tap me on the shoulder and we're going to have a, a little side <laughs> maybe thing ask him to be a after bouncer, the show. Because he looked like he could be a bouncer. He's, pretty, he's, he's a pretty big bat. I thought we decided to call him Spanish John. Yeah. I thought that was the better, <laughs> even though he's not really Spanish. But the name is. You know, I, I posted pictures of, of the concert and stuff, and one of the pictures I posted was a pretty good shot of Linnell, the keyboardist, uh-huh. and it turned into this huge explosion of, of chatter. I mean, it turned into a huge post all about the fact that he got his hair cut. Yeah. I kid you not. These people are so fanatical. I mean, I'm a big fan of the music, but I'm not like one of those I need to know every aspect of their lives kind of fan, because mm-hmm. that to me just has nothing to do or, with the music. Or maybe he just mm-hmm. lost weight. 
No, well, that's good. <laughs> he was always skinny, but but yeah, like they were like, oh, he cut his beautiful, beautiful hair. And, oh no, what happened to his hair? I'm going to see him in the show next week. I can't stand to see him like this. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my gosh, people, get a life. Yeah. I'm a fan, but geez. Yeah. Of course, if, if any of my loyal The Empty Giants count, uh, co-fans hears me saying this, we've lost our The The Empty Giants listener. No, I don't think so. Your hair's longer than it's ever been, and now yeah, it's, it's even, even longer. longer. Oh, that's so good. I gotta go and post that. Do it. <laughs> I gotta say shorter, because his hair was cut. Okay. Well, and then Flansburg cut his, shaved his goatee. Okay. Uh, or was cleanly shaved in some picture he posted recently, and then that exploded on the, the chat rooms. I'm like, wow. Uh-huh. I mean, I like being a member of the chat room, but this kind of stuff is like not why I go to the chat room. Not a, not a big deal. They started uh, mispronouncing, purposefully mispronouncing the name of the city to Tempeh, which incidentally, that's a tofu. Tempeh is a tofu? Yeah, it's like a, a kind of tofu where it's been like, uh, it's it's gotten older, it's gotten a little bit more rancid. But Lovely. it's a special, special kind of tofu called tempeh. I love tempeh. the rancid tofu. And he was asking us and about then, the elevation. And then and they called it tempo. Tw- yeah. They called it tempo and tempeh, so that was fun. And then they asked about the elevation. Yeah, I think maybe there's not enough air up here. Yeah. <laughs> everybody was saying it was 1,200. Apparently, everybody at that concert knew, and I, I had to drop the prices right, 1199. I liked your prices right in the <laughs> answer. That was really cool. Too bad they didn't hear it. Yep. I heard you shouting out Spice Girls when they wanted a uh, when they wanted a song. <laughs> they wanted a song that was so not them to sing. More coffee, John? Um, no, thank you. I'm good. All right, it doesn't hurt. So yeah, they wanted a, they wanted a song that was not them to sing, and I thought that Spice Girls would have been the perfect one. They did not take the bait. And nope. I mean, I was like third person from the stage. I was pretty yeah, close. Yeah, they definitely heard you. They, they couldn't have not heard for some reason, me. they uh, chose to ignore you. So whatever if, that means. If they would have known I that thought I was... That you, I thought that you knew them. And then they just ignore you if, there. If they would have known that I was the DJ that interviewed them on the radio just a few days prior. You should have shouted that out. Spice Girls, by the way, I'm the DJ that interviewed you. Yeah, if I'd, if I'd done that, maybe that would have worked. Should have. But they did, I like that I go to them into talking about tempe, tempe, tempo, and it works. I got them to do that on the show. So I was proud about that. Yeah. That was my moment. You kind trial. of influenced everyone. You influenced them and therefore influenced all of those other people. I am a trendsetter. Yeah. And humble about it. No, I, I, am. I can tell because yeah. I'm about to get that haircut. Looking good today, isn't it? Yeah. My hair is on fleek. Let's Do Lunch is brought to you in part by the Flat Earth Movement. Finally, our message is circling the globe. I've kind of put the responsibility and the burden of coming up with inventions kind of squarely on your plate. It was kind of my idea, and I think I'm probably the more creative of us. I I can go with that. Creative in a weird way, not a productive way. Yeah, absolutely. So I I absolutely have an amazing invention that um, will probably be invented. So we need to get that copyright on it now. Oh, so now you're starting to get with my let's get this profitable. If you want it profitable, you need to trademark this puppy because this is awesome. Google Glasses Eating. Okay, well, Google Glasses, uh, actually it was Google Glass. Sure. Not plural. Okay. But did so poorly that you're already starting out of the gate with a loser. It's coming back. Well, there's a new version that someone else has made, I think, that looks okay. better. Okay. But anyway, 
Okay, so is this where it projects food? You think you're eating food, but you're actually not? Or you're eating no. something else? No. It keeps track of the food on your plate and tells you how many calories you're taking in. Ooh. That would be an, a good app for a successful product launch at yeah. Google Glass. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. That is pretty it's, good. It's making billions. Well, see, now my idea that I'm stealing off of something you said that gave uh-huh. me the idea was what I guessed yours idea was, which was that science and studies have shown that if people think they're eating more food than they are, they react like they're eating more food. So they did this experiment where they had people wear glasses that magnify, uh-huh. and, and they had less food on their plate, but it was literally magnified. And as they ate it, they got full as if they had had that actual more food, psychologically. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. If you think you're eating more food than you are, your body and your mind responds as if you are. Uh-huh. You, you look skeptical. Yeah, I am. Research it. It's a real study that's been proven. If people see their food magnified as they eat it, they think they're eating more food. They feel like they're eating more food. And so if Google Glass, you know, maybe you could put like healthy but not t- good tasting stuff and use an augmented reality to, to make it look like you're eating something that tastes way better and more full. You're researching what I said now, aren't you? No, I don't buy it. Okay. I take this challenge because I guarantee you that is a legitimate study. By who? By studyists. I don't know. I got, I got more stuff to talk about, but... Well, I went to, uh, I went to spring training... And oh no! The baseball thing. The baseball. Thing. You do that? It's I do I do it once oh, a year just I to see that. if to see if Ivy can get through it. But it's huge, like not oh. only all across Arizona, but like I was on a uh, I was on a customer service call taking care of some business, and they saw that I was from the Arizona area, and they're like, "Oh, are you going to the spring training?" Because everybody in America knows that spring training happens in, in Scottsdale. Or Mesa. That's the cool place to be. I thought Mesa. Mesa Riverview? That's where the Cubs are. There's there's a couple of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's like five different teams that this is their yeah, home is it the spring o- training area. Oakland A's or Athletics, someone? the Cubs, Athletics. the Diamondbacks, of course, the oh, Rockies. Really? <laughs> Um, and then I think there's another one in like uh, in Glendale. Um, I just hate the traffic. Yeah. I was going to school because I, I actually go past Riverview oftentimes on my way to my school. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh man, getting by there during spring training. I want to take my kids to the park, Riverview Park. I didn't realize spring, spring training was still going on. I thought it was over. Couldn't find a place to park anywhere to get my kids out. In the, I mean, yeah. it was just ugh. And they're not games. They're not doing anything. Yeah, they're they're not... just practicing. I don't want yeah. to watch my kids practice baseball. Why would I want to practice these guys' play? Well, I'm... because your kids aren't going to hit a home run. Neither are these guys half the time. They, Babe they... Ruth was less than 50% and still known as one of the best. The last... Uh... <laughs> Spring but, uh, training our, our... is such a waste of everything. <laughs> I'm but, so dumb. But on our way there, we were listening to the Simpsons uh, softball song. Talking softball. Yeah. Jose and Caseco talking Did you know bum. that that's a parody of another song? I did. I didn't know that. We, in my show that you won't like... No, I won't. We, uh, we had a sports-themed day around the time of the Super Bowl, 
And we we did that song and talked about and it. And your co-host was not familiar with the Southwell song. Oh, he was that, said, he was that time. Okay, I had one coworker come up to me and say, uh, you know the the general guy who's lost an arm in Bart the General. Yeah, Herman. Yeah, that he uh, there was a later episode where Kerbapel said, "Don't stick your arms out the window." We had a student that lost their arm that way, and he's like, "That's oh. a deep cut, isn't it?" Uh, that's interesting. I don't think that's the story of how he actually lost his arm, though. I think that might be a coincidence in writing. But that is that does make you wonder, right? Yeah. My mom was uh, uh, fixing like her gutters and, on her house and fell off of the ladder and landed face first in a bush. And it came like awesome. this close to poking out her eye, but it caused this huge scar. And I'm like, you tell people that was a bear. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I had a, my friend, um, I had a friend who, whose dad was working on the roof one day, uh-huh. and then a few minutes later I come outside and I see there's an ambulance out there. I'm like, well, this could not have ended well. So I go over there and find out what happened. <laughs> and the story goes like this. So my, my, my friend's dad was up there working on the roof, and he was working his way from the pitch of the roof down to the edge, backwards, like reshingling or something. And so, of course... He falls off the roof into the backyard. The good news was he landed in the pool. The bad news was he was also working on the pool and it was drained. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was so funny. (laughs) So it just added like an extra six feet in hard concrete to his fall. It was classic. I felt so bad laughing at the time. Oh, who am I kidding? I didn't feel bad laughing at all. No, no. My friend you, did not appreciate the humor. You, you really enjoy the misery of others. I you do. do. <laughs> Schadenfreude, man. That's my mantra. Simpsons taught me the word Schadenfreude, and then it's a polar opposite. Dodecahedron. Sour grapes. Sour grapes? You learned that from the Simpsons? No, it was um, the 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 joke was uh, Lisa was. Uh, this is when uh, Flanders had the leftorium and it was failing yeah, because when of Flanders Homer. failed. Yeah, when because uh, Homer wasn't helping, and uh, so he starts telling his whole family, "Ha, huh, poor Flanders is losing." And Lisa says, "You're just happy that someone else's misery. That's Schadenfreude." And Homer says, uh, "What's that? It's taking misery in the in the suffering of others." And it's a German word. And is he asks, uh, "What's the opposite to that?" And she says, sour grapes. And he says, those Germans have a word for everything. Oh, right. Because <laughs> sour. He's, uh-huh. not, he's not wrong, though. Germans have a word for everything. But yeah, they, oh man, I can't, I mean, I, I could probably put together a list of all the things that I learned oh. because of the I don't, Simpsons. I don't think you could put, put together a list because it's there's so many list. things. Um, another great throwaway line is... Um, Mo one time said to Barney, you remember when we said we had to send out to NASA to calculate your bar tab? And he's like, aha, we had a good laugh at that one. It's like, well, the results came back. (laughs) Just the concept of sending away to NASA for your bar tab by itself, that's that's 60 seconds on Big Bang Theory. You know, that's, that's an amazing joke by itself. That that's true. That would be a highlight of the episode if it were on Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Whereas in The Simpsons, it's a, that was, that it's was a reward the for the for the vigilant 
Yeah. That was a setup. Well, that's that's what The Simpsons do. Is the the setup is a joke, and then the joke is the joke. You know, that's that that was the secret of their sauce yeah. that and, they've lost. And then they catch another joke on on that on the after joke. Yeah, it's it's three jokes that are all building on the previous joke, and and each one is funny on its own, but progressively more so because of the preceding joke. It's yeah. it's g- genius writing. What well, was it's you know. It is what it is. I, I, I'm two episodes behind in The Simpsons right now, I think. Yeah. I've seen every episode at least twice. I've, I've made that mention before. And way more than twice in the first ten seasons. But there's two episodes that I haven't even seen once yet. So I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling pretty bad yeah. about myself. No, you should. I, I tried catching this uh, other sci-fi cartoon called Final Space. I don't know that one. I think it's on TBS. Oh, wait. I think I saw one episode of it. And it it was weird. Yeah, it looks like it's trying to be Rick and Morty weird, but without the humor. And it feels more kid-oriented than Rick and Morty does. I guess. Maybe, maybe like, because Rick and Morty was a hit, they're trying to get other people into something like it. Yeah. You know, it's like like the the, the Kroger brand of Rick and Morty. (laughs) Nice. Or great, or the Walmart brand, great value. Yeah, it's a great value cartoon. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I, I caught the one episode, the first one. I whenever I see a first episode of anything, I check it out because mm-hmm. I want to know, you know. And then I decide from there. And yeah, I just stopped at one. All right. Well, I have a uh, thing to get to. Okay. And you have a thing to get to. I just thought of something. Dang it. I gotta save it, it for next time. Or write it down. Hit it or I'm write gonna, it down. I'm gonna, save it. I'm gonna save it for next time. Right. I have a great thing I wanna talk about next time. Very well. Let's uh, let's go be average elsewhere. Are, are we are we toasting our leftover syrups? <laughs> you wanna That's ch- what it looked like you were you about wanna to chug do. it? Let's do this. I'm not gonna drink it, no. You're not gonna chug your syrup? Dude, I'm trying to lose a little weight here. That's a little yeah. too much sugar for one sitting. Yeah. Alright. Okay, well, did we already say at least be average elsewhere and well, kept on going? You know what? <laughs> You know what? Let's just go be average elsewhere. And now we're from our sponsor. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Are you as full as I am? Thanks for having lunch with us today. You can subscribe to the Let's Do Lunch podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. We already made reservations at the next restaurant. Join us or we lose the good table. Let's Do Lunch is sponsored by Boating Tech. Boating Tech is Arizona's leading smart home provider. You don't need to take out a loan to make your home smart. With packages starting as low as only $250, Boating Tech can start you on the path to simplified smart home living. Boating Tech, smart homes at smart prices. Visit us at bodinellc.com. B-O-D-I-N-E-L-L-C.com.